Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are reviewing Toy Story 4. Toy Story the 4th. That is true. Um, so we'll have, have that later on. That's right. Teaser, spoiler alert. There's a spoiler you're gonna give out right no, here. No, I, I was, I, I was like, I said that, and then I was like, I'm not, I don't have anything to say. I mean, because I was like, I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, we, we can't spoil anything. It's, it's at this point, like, it's, it's impossible. It is. No, it's not. It's totally possible. Okay. It's just the spoiler clock has not wound down. No, Chris. No, 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 no. We can't bring ourselves no. to unleash the spoilers. No. Um, uh, we also have some news. That's right. But first, John, what have you, you been up to this week? This week, I have been. There's, there's a couple of things, Chris. By the way, I like your Celeste shirt. Oh, thank you. It's a really awesome one. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorite shirts. I uh, got it from uh, Fangamer.com. Nice. It's a great place. Everyone should go check out their awesome shirts. And they everyone should awesome play shirts. Celeste. Yes, everyone should play Celeste. It's a great game. Great game. They're going to come out with their Chapter 9 DLC, which is free for everyone who owns the game. Um, and it's a hundred more platforming levels and a whole new story campaign. Okay, story I'm good with. So, yeah, and brand new songs, everything. Like that. So anyway, it's basically an wait, additional... Wait, wait. What do you mean a hundred new levels? So it's a hundred new screens. So it's oh, it's okay. essentially like a, a another chapter. So you know how the, the different chapters, yeah, like yeah, chapter yeah. one, two, three. So it's another chapter um, of DLC. Like they're like, oh, we want to thank the fans. Here, give them some more stuff, right? Yeah. So they started that and they were like, it's, they're not going to have story stuff in it. And then they were like... Now we just wrote a story for this, and we're gonna. Do, so now it all has it has everything in it. I mean, honestly, this is the thing I told you back whenever I played this game. Yeah, the only way I'm playing that thing is if it has a story. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like with hard, super hard platformers like that, unless yeah. you love like platforming right. like that, then it's like that's that's the draw for totally. Celeste. It's it's uh, that's a really good story. Yeah. The uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with Chapter Nine. I have no idea. That's and I don't cool. know how hard it's going to be either. Like, it could be, like, if it's harder than the hardest stuff already, because there's the B-sides, there's the C-sides. Yeah. And then if this is harder than that, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a, that would be a, a ridiculous ramp up. But I mean, anyway. if it's harder than the B-sides, I can't do it. I can't do the B-sides, I mean, Sean. the B-sides, I gave up on the B-sides because yeah. the, the rewards were not... No, um, it's not worth it. Not worth it for me, personally. I, there are no rewards. <laughs> there are no rewards. Other than you just say you did it. You know, yeah. I think there's an achievement as well attached to, uh, <sighs> to some of the, the, the B-sides. Um, but, Chris, this week, yeah. I was having a conversation with friend, family, and listener of the podcast... Patrick, nice, and uh, and he was he, we texted we were talking about the Hobbit, okay, right? So we were talking. He was watching the through book the, or movie. He read the book recently, and okay. then he watched the movie, and he was like, "Man, they really like they really changed some things, dude, yeah. right?" And I was like, "Yeah, they did." So we had a nice nice conversation about that. But then he mentioned like Red Dead, and then I was like thinking about Red Dead Redemption Two, and oh, he was like, man. "He was like, man, you know, he's like, I, I, I." It got me thinking about Red Dead. Okay, and literally that night, yeah. I booted up Red Dead. Nice. And so I'm back into Red Dead 2, That's man. awesome. I, uh, what I, is I supposed to finish it for Fulton? So for so in order to, to for $10. Yeah. So he would pay you $10 if you finished it. You pay him $10 if you don't finish it. Yeah. Um, by the end of this month? By the end of this month. Dang it, dude. And then by, for $20, so it doubles. It's the 20th. By the end of this year. So December is the next one. And it's like you could save yourself from paying him $20 and only have to pay him 10 So are, are if we you saying it right that now. if I don't finish it by this year, I have paid him $30 total? No, you're going to have to pay him $20 total. Because it's like, oh, it's like, you know, double or, double or nothing, basically. Oh, it's a double or nothing bet. It's it was a, a, it was nothing, a pre-double it's a pre or nothing It's a pre-double or nothing situation here, you know? All right. It was $10 by the end of June. Oh, gosh. And then, uh, okay, but, you know. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, the yeah, double yeah. or nothing. So, like, if I pay him the $10 now. Yeah. And, Do you not uh, have he's to not pay even him here to, to, to talk through this with I don't know. It, That's well, a no, good no. question. If I pay him $10 now, and then, yeah. I, and then I finish it by year's end. That's right. Does he pay me... $20? $20? I don't know. That's a and good so question. I, so I end up in, in or does he mm. pay me $30? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. These are all questions that we should, I, ne next time we have Fultron on, we should clarify all Or do I things. not pay him anything because it's a double or nothing? Because you guys like shook on it. And so, you know, I don't know. This is, it's, it, yeah, yeah, that's uh that's an intriguing question. Chris. You know what I mean? It, yeah. The double or nothing thing. Like it, it's, it's, it's an interesting This could one. either be wildly bad for me. That's right. Or, or it could be beneficial. Or I could come out moderately 
on top. Yeah, you know, where, you, hey, you, you could buy an indie That game. sounds about like all things in life. Yeah, that <laughs> just sounds, go really you, bad for me, or I could just be moderately good. Yeah, it's like, honestly, that sounds like walking out your front door. Yeah. You know? Just, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Red Dead Redemption 2, man. I started yeah. mainlining through it, right? Okay. You're at at first, gonna, initially. You're, you're just going to like blow through everything. That was what my, my thought was. And then I got to a point where like a bunch of stuff opened up. Uh, More things. Because like the where I was at before I stopped was yeah. I, had, I had cleared the world map yeah. except for the main missions in that chapter, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I got to the end of that chapter now. Oh, and uh, now there are lots of side quests that are just t- like all over the map now. Yeah. I have... Only like I only I, I turned it off after I had one frustrating moment where something happened in a side quest that I was not okay with like a choice that I thought I was making was not the actual choice I was making I was confused mm. about the choices Chris mm. you know in those games where you have like the choices yeah and you like make a choice and then it's like he like what you expect Arthur Morgan to say he says like the completely opposite thing yeah and you're like well that was clearly that other choice then I was just I misread it or or it was mispresented Some, to me well sometimes whenever you go back. And redo it there is no good choice i mean that's true that's true it forces you into a choice every choice forces you into a situation a that bad you a bad don't scenario be in. that's right that's right i didn't that that wasn't the case i replayed okay. that mission and then i quit like All i was right. like okay that's it that's the, that was the point of frustration for the second it was on my second night that i yeah. played it and then i encountered that point of frustration i was like okay i'm gonna step away for a second and so i'll return but uh but yeah it's like one of those things where I have to mitigate those because, like, that's one of those things where you have to, if you have to replay something, or if you have to, like, oh, I have to backtrack, or if it's like, well, I just live with that that choice. That is definitely one of those frustrating things sometimes. Yeah. Cool. But I'm back in, man. Nice, dude. And dude, those the, those characters, that story. Oh it's yeah, real good. It's so good. Um, but that's what I've been up to this week. Nice. What have you been up to this week? So I've really um, gotten back into it and. Uh, because of the sale that just happened, I bought the DLC for Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, I'm about 80% of the way through. Nice. I finally got to the part where they showed in the trailers that I wish they just, at this point, hadn't shown in the trailers. Yeah, I know. Because I was waiting for it to happen all game. Yeah. It was literally 80% of the way through. Yeah. The mainline campaign. Yeah, and then, like, there's a reveal at the end of that that they didn't make in the uh, in the trailers. Totally. And then, like, you get the reveal, and you're like, okay, okay that's cool. cool. Well, this is the thing. I, like, I honestly... Uh, and at some point, we should just do a full review of this game. I Agreed. know it's, it's been out for over a year, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and like lay out there. It should not have taken that long to get to that point in the story in the first place. Probably because not. there's a lot of like just like uh, menial just running around town stuff. Literally yeah. for the first like 75 percent of the game, you're just like going around doing random things. Yeah, it takes a long time to materialize like what the actual what the through line of this game is. Right, and I like the, like. Uh, you know the the reveal that we talked about. I yeah. like the the way that they developed that over the course of that seventy five percent of the game. Yep. But I still think they could have sped that up a little bit. Of that seventy five percent of the game, though, it probably only took up about maybe twenty percent. Like yeah, the setup I, was only like a chunk of that of that seventy five percent of the totally. game. Totally. I think it's it's more like they you know like the way that they make time pass in the game. I think that you know it's it's been you know three or four days or something yeah. like that, and so yeah. like that's their. That was their idea behind letting it like kind of take that long. Yeah. So and it may even be longer than that. I don't know. Like time is just weird in this game, but yeah, it feels like it's just a couple days. Yeah, and like the the, the, cycles. the non-linear kind of path through the through the the time, like where it's like, oh, I go to this mission and it goes tonight again. It's like, well, was that the previous night that we just rewound to, and this right. was like a you know, or was it like, is this the next night? Have I yeah. literally just like lived a month of my life by jumping from side mission to side mission, or what? You know, so there's like some some small. Where the narrative feels like it goes and it has like a, a definite like passage of time. Yeah. But then the rest of the game has like this dissonance with that totally. passage of time where you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but dude, it's a, uh, the, my, after that reveal, my favorite part of the game is ahead of you. And so, uh, all right. So yeah. So like it's, it, the, the, from there to the end of the game is fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed that section of the game the most, which is nice. Um, I also wonder how many players actually make it that make it to that point, you know, um, which is always interesting. Like I, I, I appreciate whenever games have like these amazing moments, like totally near the end, like even like Titanfall two, yeah. the, uh, the, there's a specific mechanic that happens in one of the levels of Titanfall two. It's a time travel mechanic thing. Um, and it is amazing, but yeah. it happens pretty late into the campaign, like, right. you know, 75 to 80% of the I'm way totally through. fine with because that one actually makes sense in terms of like, 
continually like mm. taking it to the next level. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like minor spoilers for yeah. Spider Man. If you saw the trailer, you know that people like these these uh, iconic. Uh, villains break out of prison. Right. So ba- basically, at that point, you're tasked with going and rounding them up, yep. or like uh, um, dealing with the ramifications of them being out. Yeah. Okay. Like honestly, I wish I'd been doing this stuff like way earlier in the game because this is way f- oh, yeah. more fun than what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you're le- dealing with a lot of the 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 street level kind of um, yeah, I don't criminals. Care. It's it it kind of becomes very samey. Yeah, and here um, well, and, and here's the other thing too. Like as you progress and you unlock all of your abilities, like I'm actually enjoying the combat now. Yeah. Like, but before, because they're more difficult. Like, it's well, more, you have to you you have to use more more things from your bag of tricks. Yes, but like they didn't. So let's compare it for a second to uh, Batman um, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, that's the most recent one, but all of them actually. It it does a good job of like it starts you with lower level enemies mm-hmm. that match your abilities. And it's not too like at least the things that you have access to are not too hard right. for you to go and take care of mm-hmm. based on the abilities you have now. Right. Okay. There, like there, I avoided several like places because literally I would try and fail because I didn't have like the amount of and then I go back and I breeze through it. Oh yeah. Like that's the scaling mm-hmm. is not there for yeah. me to be able to enjoy those those uh, those combat encounters in the same way that it's it's not my my favorite thing to do in Markham night either Mm-mm. but i never felt like i was underpowered yeah and i think like things like uh breath of the wild like do scaling incredibly well where it's like at the beginning of the game the enemies are definitely less difficult they're a match for you and they're like oh man i'm running away from a lot of them but then later in the game they're still like reasonably difficult but you're able to go through them like you can go out in that game and get wrecked right off the bat right because you only have a stick and you shouldn't have like wandered into you know a uh, a lionel's area yeah. but that Lionel at that point in the game is definitely less powerful than at the end of the game. Like where it's like, oh, you get powered up and you're, you know, you're rocking and stuff. It's now like a higher level of of, uh, of an enemy. So yeah. I, I I am right there with you. Where I was like, I don't mind necessarily going and getting wrecked, but I need to like it needs to be obvious, right? That this is a I need to leave and come back. You I mean, know, it's, and it's, in it's, Breath it's, of the Wild, it's obvious because like you only have a stick. You know, and it's like <laughs> it's like clear. This guy's got gold weapons. Like right. this is this is not a place for me right well, now. And I, I even like the idea. You know, Borderlands use this. You know, like I think first. You know, you'd walk into an area and you're like people just have question marks above their head. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Oh even, yeah, I I cannot deal with these guys. Yeah. Destiny did it too. Destiny, and I think, I think you know, Brother like, Wild did too. But yeah, yeah, that makes that makes it completely obvious. Yeah, you're like, like oh, I should I not be here. Cannot deal with this. Yeah, and Spider Man doesn't do that. It just lets no. you get beat all the heck. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like why, why, why are they taking me out so fast? Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude, that game super fun. Yep. Still, like again, like the the back part of that game, the back like twenty five percent of the game is yeah. like just I love it. That's so kind of my plan though. Like, uh, jump back into Spider Man, rock through Spider Man. Probably like at that point, I need to rock back over to the division. Yeah. And uh, finish up some stuff there. Get ready for some of the upcoming. I'm not. Uh. uh, uh we'll go off on this offshoot for a second, but like. <laughs> I until until everyone can get to a higher level. I don't even know if I have the desire to tackle that raid mm. because right now you have to have such specific builds, yeah. combat builds, and it's still going to take like forever. We to haven't do. talked about this on the podcast, but like uh, the there's a disconnect between the difficulty on PC and the difficulty on console with yeah. that raid specifically, and you can see the like definitive like. That is completely true because of the finish rate and the time it takes from start to finish right. of the raid, the average finish time between console and PC. Yeah. Like it's clearly it is balanced for a PC build. Yeah. And like it, people who are on console, the the continuing thing that I hear from people is like, I don't really want to like even attempt it or I don't really want to like do it until I'm up at a higher level because it's not balanced well for pe- right. for the console right now. And that's what's weird. Like uh I would say, you know, I enjoy Destiny raids a lot more have in the past enjoyed Destiny raids a lot more because it never felt like you were at a disadvantage. Yeah. Um it always it was always challenging. Yeah. Um but You'd never had this huge, and it's like I just don't understand that because if I, I'm I just have no desire to play something that 
is going to take me half a day to do. Yeah. You know? Like, well, I mean, there, there were some times like back in the day whenever we would like start a uh, zombies Easter egg, but it's like we would, totally. we kind of knew that that would take like four well, because, hours. You know, or zombies, whatever. we would, tr- back then, we would try to figure it out ourselves. Right, right. Which was awesome. Which I love that kind of stuff. It was great. But you're saying after you already know what to do, it's yeah. going to like, it's going to take you that long. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I don't even know how we got on that. So you're going to jump back to the division. Oh, jump back to the division, finish some stuff there, then probably go to Red Dead. Nice. So finish we're talking like October, November before you get back to Red Dead, probably. I don't know. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get through, I'm, I'm going to finish it before year's end. Um, one other thing that I wanted to mention that I, uh, I did this week and I, I need to, I'll do it. Uh, I don't know when to do, like if I want to do a review of it, but I played Ky- a can, uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and play through the entire thing. Super fun game. Is it quick on Switch? No, I mean it was like it was a decent chunk of time. I, mean, I played it over like since it, the day it released. I started playing. It was like it. two weeks ago. And uh, it was yeah. I mean it's wasn't well, it? It was it, it was, was a week E3 ago, week. probably. Yeah, yeah. It was E3 week. So I mean so, we're not talking forty hours. No, it's not forty hours. Okay, so it's how, definitely like indie game kind of level of because that's what it is. Like, like six. Eight hours? Yeah, so it was probably Maybe. 10 hours-ish, okay. you know? Because right. I played it like one night, one hour every night basically for, you know, a little over a week at this okay. point. Um, and it's really fun. It's a really good time. I uh, very much, very much enjoyed my time with it. So right. the uh, if if you like Legend of Zelda, I would say go for it. Because like I, I never played the Crypt of the Necrodancer. The thing that always turned me off on it like was the, the beat kind of driven stuff and like the fact that it was a roguelike. Yeah. Um, I almost bought that in the sale and then and I was like looking at upper reviews and yeah. they're like, this is a roguelike. I'm like, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like not for me. Cadence of Hyrule is a roguelike sort of. Um, but you get to keep all of the items that you collect, uh, cool like all, like most of the so you items don't have that to you go find your body per, per run. Yeah. You don't have to find your body. And you also like the, you don't get to keep things like, um, your money, like, so your, your rupees, okay. um, and you don't get to keep your chest keys. Okay. Um, but you do get to keep diamonds, which is like a currency that you can actually spend on permanent, uh, things that you upgrade. Mm. And, uh, and so like basically I finished the game. I had everything, uh, that, I, that you could find. Right. It's also the procedurally generated elements of it. Like they've designed the screens, right? Yeah. But the order that the grid that they're out in, in the world is randomized. So it's like you shuffle. It's like, uh, like, a. Carcassonne. Yeah, yeah. So like basically it's like, oh well I I know this screen or like whatever, so my game will be laid out in a different way than yours will. Yeah. But it'll still have the same components. Interesting. Um, all out there on the field. And then each of the dungeons, like if you go into like a, oh, I want to go down here and get this special item, the special item, it'll be the same, but the rest of like how you get to that special item will be like you, oh, uh, procedurally generated. Do you recommend it? I recommend it. I, right. I really had a good time with it. All right. If you aren't into the rhythm-based thing, or you're really terrible at rhythm games, but you're like, I love Zelda, um, you can also turn off the uh, rhythm-based elements How does it. it work then? So basically, every move you take, yeah, uh, the move. enemies also take a move. Okay. And so you can basically play it like a, uh, oh, I'm going to move, and they move, and I'm going to move, and they move. And so you don't have to do it on the actual beats. Nice. The music will still play, but you don't have to, like, you know... Oh, you missed that beat, so you lose your multiplier or whatever. Yeah. Um, score based multiplier. Yeah. Um, but I that's played cool. through it without that. That's, well, a, that's but, a. You know, and it was it was. Wait, fun. you played it through without no, the. I setting? played through it with the sound, oh, okay. like with the with the on the beat stuff, because I didn't. Uh, that was one of the reasons why I went ahead and pulled the trigger, because I saw somebody mentioned, oh, you can turn that off, and I'm like, yeah. well, if I hate it, then I'll just turn it off, and it's like a, a, a Legend of Zelda game. You right. know, it's like okay, this is cool. Um, so. I still, you know, I played through the whole entire game with it on. It was fine, but uh, lots of people were saying like it was more fun for them to turn right. off. I'm gonna check it out. Stuff. Is it free to play? It is not. It okay. is, uh, I think, twenty bucks or something like that. So mm. it's, uh, it's definitely like that indie indie game, you know, kind of premium indie game uh, at this point. So all right, but it's really good. Music is really good as well. That's awesome. All right, so later we're talking about Toy Story Four, but first. The news. The news, John. All right, so we have uh, three news items. We're going to start with uh, what I think is the most, um, not shocking. uh, That's the wrong word. Uh, Shocking news. This is shocking news, everyone. No, it's not not shocking. shocking. Avengers Endgame returning to theaters next week with new post-credits scene. What? This is from Screen Rant by Chris Agar. Kevin Feige reveals Avengers Endgame will return to theaters next week with with an additional post-credit surprise. 
Oh, no. It's with additional post-credit surprises. Oh, Sorry. multiple. I misread that. Multiple. The latest Marvel Cinematic Universe blockbuster originally premiered in late April and had one of the most incredible box office runs ever, debuting with a whopping $1.2 billion worldwide. The film qu- quickly rose up the all-time charts and only recently saw its business slow down. Currently, Endgame is the second highest grossing movie globally and domestically with $2.743 billion earned. Hmm. Endgame was a legitimate challenger to Avatar's all-time worldwide record of $2.788 billion. Oh, man, they're so close. But I know. Uh, I mean, how many... It's a uh, point... It's... 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 It's only point, like, 35 billion. So point that, zero thirty-five. <laughs> so what is that? 35 so, million? So is that even 35 million? Yeah? Or 30... Can you subtract... Here, we're going to do some hard math. <laughs> People are probably screaming at their... Like, they're, I've done this math in my head already. Yeah, 2.788 2. billion. So I guess that's... You know how to do... That's 2,788 million dollars. Okay. Minus 2. Uh, 2 million... Uh, sorry, 2,743,000,000. <laughs> 743? 743, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's 0.045 is what I got 0. over here. 0.045. So that would be, so that would be 45 40, million. Yeah. $45 million. They, that's all they have to make to be Avatar? I feel like the additional post-credit sequence could do it for people, Chris. Uh, I'm going to go again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the, what they're showing me, but I want to see it. It's funny. Like I, I, I love that that's probably why this is happening. I mean, Avatar, like we mentioned before the podcast, you yeah, were like, I'm, yeah, I'm okay Avatar got released like multiple times. Yeah, Avatar did the whole like re-release thing to pump up their numbers. So. Yeah. I actually remember like somebody trying to convince me to see it. I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't see Avatar in theaters. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, and somebody tried to convince me to see it the first time around. And then whenever it came around again, it was like, I almost did. Like, I remember we were in, you and I, I think we were there, like, or maybe it wasn't, but we were in St. Louis, right? Mm. It was at the end of a, uh, a show. Um, nice. And we were standing there and there was like a theater across the street and it was like, do we go see Avatar right now in 3D in the big screen? And we didn't, but you know. <laughs> I'm going to go back to this article. Go for it. Um, uh, Endgame ultimately fell short of passing Avatar due to the competitive summer movie season. Would-be tent poles like Dark Phoenix and Men in Black International may have bombed, but they still took away screens and repeat viewings from Endgame. It would appear the only way Endgame could potentially be Avatar is if it gets a re-release, and that is in the cards. In an interview with Screen Rant, during the, the Spider-Man Far From Home junket, Fahey confirmed Endgame will be released, re-released on June 28th. While it isn't an extended cut of the three-hour epic, it will have extra surprises for people who stick around. I think this is quoting Fahey. Uh, not an extended cut, but there will be a version going into theaters with a bit of a marketing push with a few new things at the end of the movie. If you stay and watch the movie after the credits, there will be a deleted scene, a little tribute, and a few surprises, which will be next weekend. That's hilarious. Uh, this I is lo- back to the article. <laughs> I also love the idea. Uh, Feige's like, he's like, bring it back to the theaters. He's like swapping out like the reels yeah. of film. He's like, no, take out Spider-Man Far From Home. Let's well, just- this is, it happens the week before Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> uh, the timing of this re-release makes a lot of sense. Endgame reopens just a few days prior to Far From Home's premiere, giving fans the opportunity to re-watch Endgame before catching up with Peter Parker on his next solo adventure, which makes that yeah, makes, makes sense, sense too. Because uh, honestly, from the trailers, like there are, there are elements of, of, uh, Far From Home that like they play off of Endgame yeah. so those two movies are linked Far From Home marketing has made it clear I mean if you don't want to know anything about what the marketing has said or the trailers are <laughs> close your ears uh, has made it very very clear Peter is still no, hang on this is spoilers for Endgame this is, too this is big spoilers for Endgame man I, uh, I mean when is it okay I don't uh, know that's a good question anyway it's gonna tie in I'm yeah. that's all I'm gonna say it's a big big tie in <laughs> uh, things like this where I'm like everyone has seen this movie at some point, I like I like I just I just don't know how long you have to wait. Well, and it's like this is the other thing. It's like it's a cultural event, and so yeah. at this point, if you haven't seen Endgame, like you've basically given in to like seeing the spoilers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've 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 basically said I don't care. Yeah. If I see spoilers. Yeah. If you're still holding out, it's out now, of theaters and this, now. Like, and this is the thing. This is what's crazy. We're talking about a re-release let to me, theaters. Let me tell you. So I have a friend um, who literally waits until these Disney movies and Marvel movies are on Netflix and he's waiting to see Avengers Endgame until it comes out on Disney's streaming service later this year. Does he know that that's like he's going to be spoiled? I think he knew there was a chance, but he's still like, 
commented on it whenever he was spoiled uh, on social media. He was like, well, I just got spoiled. I'm like, bro, <laughs> what did you expect? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. I also like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard whenever it's the larger culturally, yeah. a, a movie or franchise or like whatever is the harder it is for me to be like, Oh, we got to hold back spoilers. For right. That, right. But because yeah, if totally. it's like, Oh, if it's like, don't spoil the end of John wick three, yeah. like just don't, it's kind of like, it's, it's a fresh movie. It's, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's one of those things where say, say, uh, so, so the, the blues, St. Louis blues just won the Stanley cup. Yeah. Okay. Say someone had DVR it at home. Yeah. And we're waiting to watch it. They they know that at any moment someone can spoil this. A for newspaper me. on the street, and it's fine. Can spoil it because it's so big. It's so like in the, yeah. the public eye, and the the literally the marketing for Spider Man Far From Home spoils it. Totally, you know. Yes. Mm. So you yeah. know. Yeah. And again, like I have backed off of my like big spoiler kind of thing from 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 past podcasts from years of <laughs> your um, where it's like if if a movie hinges on a spoiler, a single spoiler, yeah. and it's not good, not fun to watch it if you don't know that spoiler. Yeah, not probably not a good movie. Uh, back to the article. With that in mind, In Game and Far From Home should make for a compelling double feature as they work out work together to close out Phase Three. As nice. for the, quote, new things after the credits, it sounds like they will essentially be Blu-ray bonus features on the big screen. Yeah. In-game's home media release will undoubtedly include deleted scenes and fun surprises. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we're just reading the back of the box now. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if the tribute is for the late Stan Lee, who passed away in November 2018. Uh, that's the only thing that makes sense in terms of tribute, uh, unless, well, never mind. <laughs> Unless it's a fictional tribute? Is that what you're saying, Chris? Yes, that's what I'm saying, John. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> as of tribute this, for a fictional character. I think the, it's got to be Stanley. Yeah. It would be weird if it wasn't. Yeah. As, well, the, I, I, I have to say, <laughs> beginning of Captain Marvel, uh, whenever yeah, he was, was like, nice. he was in the Marvel, uh -huh. uh, like all of those, I, I like, I, I teared up, oh, I like I, I cried, like man, it was well, like, I, you're not expecting it? And no. You're like, oh, man. It was, like, it was, it was, it was so good. It was classy. Well done. So good. As of this writing, in-game is about $45 million. We could have just read down. That's right. It's about $45 million away from matching Avatar's record. Good grief, John. That's why you listen to the podcast, folks, yeah, for, for the hard math. Yeah, the, watch, listen to us. Do math. That's, that's, that's just so entertaining. You can't get it anywhere else, John. It's compelling podcasting, 100%. The re-release will help to close the gap somewhat, but it still might not be enough to make in-game the king of the box office world. Diehard fans of the MCU will definitely want to check Endgame out again, but there may not be incentive for general audiences, especially since Toy Story 4, which we're reviewing later, by the way, will be the blockbuster of the moment, and Far From Home, a Spider-Man Far From Home is on the horizon. Coincidentally, Avatar had a re-release of its own, which tallied $10.7 domestically. Mm. That's barely a blip yeah. on the radar compared to its overall total, yeah. so Endgame may still be a close second hmm. when it's all said and done. So we'll see, John. Yeah. Well, the epic battle continues <laughs> between a, what, 15-year-old movie at this point yeah. without a sequel mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, a movie closing out 10 years worth of, almost that same amount of time but Chris, of Marvel movies. But Chris, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Avatar is going to have four sequels. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I I still will believe it when I see it. I don't... I, <laughs> Have they even shot it? Are they shooting it? I don't know. You're like, like, is this movie ever coming out? It's never coming out. He's, we're gonna be, we're, John. We're gonna be in our fifties, sitting around. They're and we're alternating. Be like, He's still coming out with a. They're with alternating the, Avatar. Uh, the Star Wars movies with the Avatar movie. They're gonna alternate. Oh yeah, it's the big deal. That's the I thing. Mean, you know, holiday seasons, man. Big companies say things all the time. <laughs> um. Well, here's and here's my other thing, John. Oh man, yeah. And I think we've talked about this on the floor. We should. We need to do. This is what we need to do. I'll tell yeah. you what we need to do, John. We need to both watch, rewatch Avatar. Okay. And then review it. I'm down. Catherine's never seen it. Okay. And cool. then, so I need. I need to watch it just you know with her like in general. Yeah. Um, because like, you know. I mean, and maybe my. Th I mean, it's been a long time. It's I been, love. Actually, I love the Avatar Land in Disney World. Right. So it's great. the last time I watched Avatar was right before. Like we were. <laughs> what's funny is. Uh, were you on the plane? No, Didi had never seen it. <laughs> okay. And we were sitting in line waiting for Avatar Land or Pandora or whatever to reopen. Yeah. Because remember, they kicked everybody out. Yeah. And then they reopened for the nighttime stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we were sitting there on the curb in Animal Kingdom, and I was like, we're like, what are we going to do for the next two hours? I don't know. Let's just watch Avatar. So we watched Avatar. I love it. <laughs> sitting there waiting to get into Pandora. I mean, Chris, that's the uh, that's the mystical, magical 3D experience that uh, James Cameron I mean, it was, w- wanted everyone to oh, have. Oh, yeah, to watch it on my phone. To watch uh, it on phone. a phone while you're in line for something out in the yeah, world, you know? I'm sure. It's the cinematic experience that he, he expects, you know? This is my... This is my uh, I stand by the fact, though, I don't think it's that, uh, that great of a movie. I think, here's the deal, Chris. I think it's impressive technology and it's impressive totally. uh, visuals totally. like, for the time. Um, I think it's a serviceable story. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, and then the, the music is good. I'm not saying it's bad. No, it's... I'm it's, just saying it's a good movie. I think it's a solid 7.5 well, out that's of That's what I'm saying. We didn't review it, John. I know, you, but... You, you can't pre-review it. You're okay, like, okay, okay. <laughs> You're right. You're right, Chris. I've only seen it twice, I think. We need we need we need to discuss it. That's right. And one of those times was was not even on like it was on a it was on a t- tiny little TV. You know, mom and dad's old TV. I mean, that's what I mean. That was uh that was like it, w- yeah. it was full screen. I think about that all the time about the, the tiny little TVs we used to watch things on. Yeah. Dee, w- whenever we were in high school, she used to have like it was it was like. I mean, it had to be whatever this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Not even a foot, like a t- ten inch screen, 10 12, inch, twelve inch, and screen. we would watch movies on that thing, John. Blockbuster movies. I know. Sometimes letterboxed, which mm-hmm. made it even smaller. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, the full screen, like, it cuts off the sides. It's yeah. like, you can't have that. No. Got to get the widescreen. So, anyway, um, we've spent far too long on this story. That's right. Uh, we got to move on. A quick hit, Chris. Yeah. Apex Legends is getting dragons. Nice. Um, they have dragons currently. And the dragons, you can shoot them out of there, and they give you loot. Like if you if you take them out, um, you can also if you have one of the characters with the grappling hook, the Pathfinder, the robot, you can ride them. Like grab onto them, and it'll, oh, they'll swing you around a little bit. Um, that's apparently a tease for the season two of of Apex Legends, which starts on July second. It, it blows my mind that that, that they didn't go right into season two because I booted it up the day after the season ended. Yeah. Expecting like, oh, here, let me just see what the new season is. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And buy the new battle pass. And I I could not buy the new battle pass. I couldn't give them my money whenever I wanted to. Yeah. I feel like it's a big miss, Chris. It's a little baffling. That's a big miss. Because like I wanted to give them 10 bucks and they wouldn't let me because I can't buy the the new battle pass right now. It's a little strange. It's very odd. Anyway. Where did you end up with uh, season one? Did you end up buying that battle pass? uh, I did. I did. I bought the battle pass. Got a lot of stuff out of it. I would have completed it if I had bought it earlier, but yeah, yeah, it is what it is. I was like maybe 10 levels away from the end. Cool. Um, All right. So last weekend after our podcast on like Saturday, uh, Marvel put out some strange marketing materials. Right. It, made, it made it look like they had leaked their own confidential information. It was very funny. And uh, left fans to decipher what they meant. Um, Completely incorrectly. Most oh, yeah. Of, like most, you know. most things. These are the two theories. And it was just like, and one of the images that they released, I think on Twitter, was just like the number four. With a web. Like with in, a web. In a web. Yeah. Yeah. And so like they were, people thought like, oh, this is going to be the fourth supposedly movie or, or story from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man See, movies. that was the weirdest one, yeah. I, I think. The uh, the four, like, I, I saw the theory, oh, it's a team-up between him and the Fantastic Four. That's what a lot of other people thought. Yeah, that one's more plausible. Um, the Sam Raimi, the four, fourth movie in the Sam Raimi, that's just wishful thinking, folks. Yeah. You know, the yeah. What it turns out to be is something that is completely related to the number four. J.J. Abrams has been announced for the new Spider-Man comics miniseries. You know what they did, though? They counted down with Webb, but they oh, started they at doing? four. I see. I didn't even see the other ones. Yeah, they went four, three, two, one, made the announcement. Dumb. And yeah, <laughs> completely, like, I, I think, like, they uh, they did not anticipate the the fan theory the level of hype yeah the level of like hype they were actually building they're like oh let's put out this cool promotional and thing. i will say <laughs> and it's just fandom in general a lot of, we hype ourselves up oh dude all the time we i do it, it all ourselves. the time we're like oh man it could be all these things yeah. and you're just like no it's just you know yeah it's just, uh, i'm gonna read this it's this, this other this cool is, thing but not the cool thing that you were hoping for maybe. this is from comicbook.com by matthew aguilar Marvel has been teasing something epic with a series of Spider-Man teasers, counting down with numbers. Ah, see, I should have just... Surrounded by webs that you would associate with Marvel's iconic web slinger. 
Now we know what those teasers were referring to, and as Marvel Comics Editor-in-Chief C.B. Sibolsky previously teased, we never would have guessed what it was. In turn, it turns out that J director J.J. Abrams is writing a new Spider-Man miniseries for Marvel alongside his son, Henry. Mm -hmm. And we have to admit, we did not see that coming. The limited Spider-Man series will debut in September and will feature artist Sarah Pacelli as the crew introduces a brand new villain named Cadaverous. According to a feature from the New York Times, Cadaverous will cause problems not only for Spidey and his alter ego, Peter Parker, but also for Mary Jane Watson. As for how this project originated, the project was actually pitched by Marvel editor Nick Lowe 10 years ago. Nick Lowe, the editor of this comic, reached out about 10 years ago, Henry said. More recently, we began to develop an idea, a new and different and exciting take on Spider-Man. This is still um, Henry Abrams. Nick had been pressing me to do a book with him. A year or so ago, I started... Oh, no, this is JJ, this is JJ now. talking, yeah. A year or so ago, I started talking about it with Henry, and it sort of happened organically, and that has been the joy of this. Even though I've been talking to Nick for a long time, weirdly, this feels like it just sort of evolved from the conversations of Henry and I having ideas that got us excited and Nick being open to the collaboration. End quote. You can watch the full announcement in the video above, and you can check out the new cover for issue one from Oliver Coppel below. So looks our cool. listeners can't see that, but <laughs> you could look you, it up. You can imagine what it looks like, yeah. or, or we can describe it to you. Um, blah, 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 blah. It's talking about what we just... Uh, oh, some fans are bummed out. Of course. <laughs> um, naturally, some of those fans will be elated to hear if Abrams is working on any Marvel property, let alone Spider-Man. We can't wait to see what he and his son will do. Blah, blah, blah. I think it's really cool. Like It's it's a cool idea yeah. th that... Um, you know, hey, JJ and his son are writing this this Spider-Man comic. Yeah. It feels like super super fun. Like for them, like the way JJ kind of like lays it out there is like, yeah, this is just a cool a cool yeah. idea that me and my son like had and over conversations. Let's do it as a comic. I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about comics and in general is like you can just do a four issue miniseries yeah. or some kind of story you want to tell. Yeah, and that's it. And it's, you know? and uh, obviously like the the hype train, you know, just left the station a little <laughs> early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other, I mean, I love short little stories like that. Honestly, yeah. like many little, I mean, it's kind of like indie games, you know, yeah. like you get this bite-sized story that's really focused mm -hmm. and um, that's what I love about indie games. That's what I love about comic miniseries. That's what I love about uh, short stories. I, like some of my favorite, like Stephen King stories are short stories that he, he's written. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Super cool, dude. Super cool. I'm excited for it. And that's the news. All right, John. So now we're going to review Toy Story Toy 4. Story 4. Yeah. Um, spoiler free at first. Yes. We'll do a spoiler countdown before we actually spoil anything. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I, I mean, I'm just going to lay it out there. I say go see this movie. Yeah. It's really good. Um, visually, looks amazing. Like, there's some things, like, it just, it looks real. Like, yeah. the majority, except for whenever you see, honestly, the thing that makes it doesn't look real are the humans. Yeah. You know, but like everything else, uh, the toys, the locations, everything looks like, especially there's this, there's this shop, um, in a part of the movie and it, like the interior of that thing mm -hmm. looks like a real location. Mm -hmm. looks like they shot it for real. Mm -hmm. There are like textures, uh, yeah. like the, 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 the toys, like there's certain toys that are wearing like cloth mm -hmm. and like the cloth on the, those toys like looks so yeah. like you could just reach out and touch it, you I know, like oh, it's, you can see like sometimes see like dust kind of like moving around yes. as they like yes. move, and you're just like, whoa, this is amazing. The um, I was thinking about uh the first Toy Story while I was like at one point in the movie, and I'm mm -hmm. like, I know like in my mind it looks like this, mm -hmm. but like I know that a side by side would be like that that they didn't, yeah, um, which I think is interesting, yeah. Whenever they did the first Toy Story, like the the Pixar founded, right? And they were at the time they were owned by Apple. But uh they like they were having trouble. Um they had lots of ideas and they were having trouble animating humans. And so they had the Toy Story idea. And so they went with that one for the first movie because they they were having like issues like, oh, they're making the the human characters as relatable as they could make toys the toys yeah um because there's like a level of like realism that you would expect for for humans that you don't necessarily expect or you know the the uncanny you know valley effect where it's like oh it's too real or it's like oh that moves too much like a human so that's why the only like human characters that you really see 
in those movies are like Sid, mm. or in the first one are like yeah, Sid, yeah. and then a- Andy to to a lesser extent. They're also children, so they're like, oh, they're they're, they're smaller. They're easier to kind of like do their facial expressions and things like that. More yeah. simple expressions like happiness, sadness, angry. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Like that. That's the 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 way that they're like, oh, it's easier to animate the toys. Yeah. And make them look right. Yeah. And then now we're just like looking at this, going, this could just be a toy. Yeah. I mean, me. I'm a big fan of. Just the idea that uh, limitations sometimes makes you increase your creativity. Yeah. Because you find creative ways to get around this problem that yeah. if you had unlimited resources, you wouldn't have to find some way. And I'm not saying like we shouldn't always improve, but mm-hmm. I, I like, I mean, there's always some kind of limitation. You kind of set right. some, some kind of, uh, some kind of um, guardrail down. Whenever you create something mm-hmm. of like, hey, I mean, even if it's linked, you know, you think about most movies aren't four hours long. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like right. there are right. guidelines that you like and, and it makes you be more creative. For sure. Well, and then it makes you like hone down to like, okay, what actually is yeah. this story? What actually, you know, means the most in this, you know, two hour period or whatever. Yeah. Um, so just yeah. technology being a limitation is cool. You yeah. Know? Like. It's also like the would we have ever gotten Toy Story if they could have had done whatever they wanted? Yeah, if I was like, oh, that was like, that's like the fourth or fifth one down the list, and the other ones are all based around humans. I don't know. Like yeah. this is you know who knows who knows what those other first what their first movie would have been if it would have been as large of a success. Yeah. if it wasn't Toy Story. So. Uh, the music was Randy Newman again. It's just great. Oh my goodness, so dude. good, so good. Um, I think the acting was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, there were some new characters which were just great. Like I love them and. Oh, man, just so so nuanced in the the yeah. acting deliveries yeah. and like where man, it's just it it feels just right. Like yeah. in the, on those moments where you're like, oh my goodness, totally. this is so good. Yeah. Um, I uh, I like the story that they told. Um, without getting spoilery. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I was I didn't really exp- I didn't have any really expectations going into this. No. Um, but I was pleased with where it went that's right i think after toy story 3 like which wrapped up the stories so well of the toys and like this was a this was a a a really good place to go with it like it it works like you know whenever they first announced this i was like i I love it because i love toy story and i'm like i'm in for this no matter what yeah but it was always the question in my mind of like well what you know what meaningful thing can we can we pull out of this and still still yeah. you know on go with ongoing story wise with these these toys and like it works it yeah. really really works yeah um that's all really I have spoiler free I think so too I definitely go see it um yeah, totally. I think this movie is you can go see this movie if you're anybody yeah go see this movie I mean it doesn't re- even does it even require like one two three obviously it's a better experience if you know what those. you mean like does it, you would does it require you to watch no. the other movies oh no no i don't think it does but like no. i what i was going to i mean who hasn't seen those movies at this point it's true i was gonna say um my i would think my my only hesitation going in was how much toy story 3 just like wrecked me emotionally mm-hmm and that's why I don't rewatch Toy Story three. Yeah, that I was kind of like, am I going to have to? <laughs> yeah, go through the ringer. Yeah, in this movie. Yeah, um, and I will say like, uh, do not be afraid. Go see this movie. They balance it really well. Yes, um, like really well. And yes. we can talk about more about that in the, in the spoiler section for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. We're going to count this down, Chris. The spoiler right. clock is almost at zero hour. Yeah. It's counting down in five, yeah. four, three, a two, and a one. Throw out a spoiler. Woody leaves the the rest of the gang. <gasps> that sounds like a It's Always Sunny episode, but uh, title. But yeah, he leaves. It's uh, that was a That was a hard one for me, man. It was it was definitely hard, uh, and and that's what like I was kind of alluding to just now. Like it was hard, um, but I think that uh, it was easier and and wasn't as um, rough on me as Toy Story three. Yeah, because we like we had spent you know three movies then with Andy. Yeah, and um, that was the the emotional part was like the fact he was giving his toys away. He'd outgrown them, and you're just like, you know, just you relate directly to that. Oh yeah. Um, this they did a good job of like 
setting up the fact that Woody felt unfulfilled mm-hmm. and even providing that backstory, like retconning kind of Bo Peep's backstory was cool the way they did that. Yeah. And so even from the beginning, you're kind of like, ah, I feel like, you know, he's he's clinging on to something that, um, you know, he, and he's not happy right. necessarily. He He's able to, uh, if, if he's able to make Bonnie happy through someone else, he is, but like, that's about it. Like he's not finding any personal fulfillment in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And um, they did a really good job balancing that and bring and and pulling that along that theme along through the movie. Yeah. That by the time we got there, I'm like, oh, I'm really really sad mm-hmm. that you know, he, especially he's saying about a buzz, but you right. know, Rex and Slinky Dog and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, that this feels okay. Yeah, and like that's the thing is like you you definitely are brought along step by step through the through the film to like that point where you're like okay this make it makes sense for that character, you understand kind of where his head is at, um, and why why that's the right call, and so it doesn't feel so like it's sad, but it's more like a uh, it's a it's a more like a happy sweet. sad you yeah, know bit, yeah it's bittersweet because you like you feel yeah. you feel good for Woody you're like he's yeah. actually gonna be. Like with someone that he loves, yeah, and he's going to find way more fulfillment there than he was. Yeah, and then I think that it even made it even more okay with some of the like mid credits and post credit sequence, like where he's like, "Oh, we're we're like basically allowing these other toys, these other unfulfilled yeah. toys, to like find that fulfillment, to find yeah. you know find that 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 child." Well, and honestly, like you think about just kind of like the uh, the story arc of a of a story. He went from being you know uh, Donald Miller talks a lot about like the hero and the guide he went from being the hero of these stories to becoming the guide and he's like helping he helps yeah. uh what was her name um oh uh gabby gabby uh, yeah he helps gabby find a child and he helps all these other to- uh, toys find a child so he i mean he's the he's the obi-wan Ken- kenobi character of this movie definitely and the only thing about that that didn't feel like they gave enough weight to it was the Buzz relationship with Woody in this one. Yeah, I will say like, <laughs> like it's the best friend thing. You know, it's like the, totally. from the first movie, it's like, oh man, at the end of that, they're like best buds. The second movie, the best buds. You know, third yeah. movie, best buds. This movie, we don't really get a ton of like that. I like because it just doesn't necessarily in in my view pay as much emotional weight to the best friend aspect of that dynamic where you know agreed i think that there's two different things thoughts i had on that number one i don't think like if i was going to change something about this like i mentioned slinky dog and rex but they they played like zero part in this Mm -hmm. movie really Mm -hmm. like aside from the rescue mission at the beginning where they go get rc car and then um helping out inside the uh rv to an extent but most of those were newer characters yeah like we really don't see they don't play a large role, and we don't see um, them interact with Woody in any meaningful way either, which is a bummer because I love those characters, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so I think across the board, they kind of didn't handle all those characters in any weighty or meaningful way. Yeah, and I think like Buzz, like kind of in this one, and I guess – you know, with uh, with the Spanish Buzz Lightyear, you know that mm-hmm. that element of uh, of the previous movie, like th- he was played up as you know oh, the, the uh, com- comedy kind of yeah. aspect of it. But in this movie, especially, like he definitely like played um, kind of more of a, a comedic role um, in his, his like through line yeah. for his story. Um, but also, it's just like the 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 lack of interaction. And honestly, like the the moment in the alley was the only real meaningful story beat between. Buzz and Woody, and that was whenever Woody left Buzz to like go try to get uh, Forky to, yeah. you know, he's basically trying to like I'm gonna abandon what Buzz in the alleyway in order to yeah. try to fulfill the the my mission, my purpose of like making Bonnie happy. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like, there's and that that plays into Woody's story a lot, but it doesn't necessarily deal with the best friend and like the the goodbye almost. Right. Like, give us a a good. Goodbye. Well, and I was all like, yeah. So there's there's a couple things there. I I do like the the whole listen to your inner voice thing, even though that was funny. Yeah, it was still meaningful. Yeah, and it's still like whenever Buzz did listen to his inner voice, it worked out well. Yeah. So like I think like that that was uh, really really cool the way they played that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the end, like whenever uh he like goes, oh wait, I am my own inner voice, and then he like you know clicks with him at that point, and he goes with it. Yeah. Um, and saves the day in that way. So yeah, that's I get that. Yeah, it makes sense. Chris. Um, 
what was it? What did you, what did you say right before that? What were you talking about? Oh, uh, I was talking about that the uh, that he was played for the the comedian or like no, and then they didn't have a meaningful exchange oh. in the goodbye kind of section. Yeah, and I think um, so. Something that made Toy Story three feel so um, heavy was mm. the fact that it was like they are never like the just the thought that they're never going to see Andy again. Mm-hmm. Just the the fact that they found Bon or not Bonnie, they found Bo Peep in this mm-hmm. means well they could like right. it, it might be hard yeah and like a really real outside the realm of possibility, but it, they could encounter and see each other again. Yeah. It's feasible in in this way. So now that they have like broken that, it's like okay. Well, now that things aren't as permanent, it's kind of like whenever you know you say goodbye to a really good friend and they you know go back and you know to their home you know in another state or something like that. It may be a year before you see him again, but you know you'll see him again. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, that's rather than and, I, and that's the part that like because if it had been just permanent, yeah. It would have just like wrecked me, man. Yeah. Well, I think like that's kind of what they wanted to to imply in those ways. I was like, okay, this is a goodbye. Yeah. But it's not as as really heavy as yeah. a permanent goodbye. All that has to happen is the the carnival coming to town. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that, that honestly, like that's in my own like oh <laughs> my own head, you know, the head yeah. cannon. I'm just like, yeah, that's totally gonna happen. Like totally. next year. Well, it's every every year. They're gonna well, see I mean, Woody every year. You know we're gonna get some kind of animated short and they're back together. Yeah. And the, you know, I I think yeah. we, I think it will happen. But I think that that's also why as as filmmakers, they didn't they didn't focus on that as like this big lengthy ten minute we're yeah. saying goodbye to everybody and what they've meant to me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's interesting, like the the fact that at the end of this movie, the world feels smaller or feels larger yeah. or I guess smaller for the toys because like oh it's it's possible to travel like a toy can you know you can bump back into them or whatever like yeah. and that kind of mimics the generation that grew up with Toy Story where it's like the world's right now like there are people we know like all around the whole world yeah. and it's like we interact with them all the time and yeah. so it's like it's like you said like nothing is it's not a permanent goodbye right and so the fact that the the world has gotten to that point in for the toys in toy story is also an interesting little mm-hmm. theme totally so, yeah. totally um i mean that being said it is it is a bummer you know like and um it was cool to see woody you know be you know he was the only one who was going to uh, school with her and like if he hadn't done that then yes like it would have been rough uh, and, and then on some level you're like well you know she didn't necessarily need to be like her hand to be held no but he definitely helped her get through that that day totally. or at the very least so without, provided her the tools to right. like create her own fun or create her own way of, i did like how fun. they showed like uh that jesse went to school with her yeah. the next time so yeah. like he passed on his legacy to the other toys. Yeah, which that, is really that cool. knowledge of like, okay, well, she is going to need a toy with her like yep. on that first day or whatever. You yeah. know, yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like, and that's that's jumping to the end, rewinding back to the beginning of this movie, like the uh, the whole road trip thing was amazing. Yeah. The fact that like, okay, this isn't just the toys are going across town or the toys are like, you know, whatever. Um, it's like, Oh, they were like, this is what happens with toys on vacation. It's like, that's a cool, even a cool like childhood (laughs) thing where it's like, you bring toys on vacation hundred percent. Right. And so like what happens with them? It also, um, kind of wraps back into one of the uh, Toy Story shorts that they've done, like that takes place in between. It's Toy Story of Terror. It mm. takes place in between Toy Story three and four, mm. um, in which like they are traveling or whatever, and they show up at a hotel yeah, and like yeah. all this. Stuff. And it's like I don't know if that's supposed to have happened like in this chunk. I don't think it is. I think it was supposed mm. to happen like before that. Yeah, I didn't think um, about that. But it definitely is like one of those cool things where it's like, oh, let's bring this aspect of like vacations and travel into the main. Uh, movie line. Yeah, so, yeah, that's cool. really cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I liked that. I liked you know all the antics, like all the things about like trying you know fixing popping the tires, oh, uh, yeah. doing all the crazy stuff in the dash, <laughs> them trying to get the dad arrested. <laughs> yeah, the, <fact> I, that... <laughs> the, the things I love about like I think that this was probably the funniest Toy Story, but because it took it to the extreme every time, yeah. it was like yeah. let's get the dad arrested, yeah. you know, like hey, let's well, let's, let's that, just like, jump on this woman's face. They reference that three times, <laughs> yeah. and then like yeah, the... it becomes like a reality <laughs> yeah. after a certain point because like you just think it's like a one-off joke. Yes. And the next time you're like, oh, that's a funny like recurrence, Callback. you know? Yeah. And then yeah. the next time you're like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, and then the uh, then, then Ducky and uh, I can't remember is it, it, what is the uh, the, oh, the other one's name. Yeah, I have to look it's, it up. It's Key and Peele, but uh, but they just the level they extreme they take it to the extreme every time. Yeah, and well, it's, I love the, their characters and that they're joined at the hands, like so they're Ducky they're, and they're, Bunny. They're, I mean, it's just the easiest Ducky, names. Ducky and Bunny. I knew Ducky. I just didn't remember <laughs> Bunny. Anyway, but they like they're attached to the hand. Like that's amazing. Like that idea of these uh, toys being like inseparable. Yeah, and uh, which is how dark it gets. We're just like we're just gonna attack this woman we're gonna follow her home wait till she takes a bubble bath and then goes to bed and then we're gonna get there you know? i love i love that whole whole sequence i laughed so I know. hard in that sequence that was amazing that rivals um what was it earlier this year we saw a movie oh, and gosh. i laughed so hard um oh, man I don't it know. was the uh it was the seinfeld reference oh man yeah seinfeld reference in uh detective pokemon that's right says serenity <laughs> now yeah where's the serenity now oh my goodness uh, it was i laughed harder and longer than i did in that one and that was like the the biggest laugh yeah. i'd had in years probably yeah, in a movie that was amazing <laughs> Uh, yeah, I also love Keanu Reeves as Duke Kaboom. Oh, dude, Duke Kaboom is hilarious. Yeah. Oh my goodness, so good. I, I love how like he Keanu pr- plays that part so sincerely. Yeah. Like he's such a sincere <laughs> character. Yeah. That you're just like this. This is Keanu Reeves uh-huh. being super sincere right yeah, now. It's like amazing. there's no there's yeah. It's really good. I mean, and this is just a side note. As Keanu Reeves has gone like through his career, I have, I I like him more and more. Yeah. As he's like continued through his career. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, I like him back when you know in Point Break or whatever. But like that's, uh, he's just a he's he's more of a pretty face then. And then even in, I think in The Matrix, it's more like well, yeah. this is you know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like uh Brad Pitt's early work. You yeah. know, like Meet Joe Black is great, but. Like it, he's there because he's a pretty face. Yeah. Well, and I also think like once you have the legacy of your previous work, you can have a little fun. Yeah, you can yeah. like he the, they wink at themselves a lot. Where yeah. it's like you know there are moments where you're like, oh man, there's that gravelly like Keanu like right. doing his thing. It's like Matt Damon <laughs> showing up in uh, Thor right. Ragnarok. Right. You know, it's just like those moments because you know that. Yeah, you know you what your work is, and you know what you're known for, and so you kind of lean into it. Yeah. And I think that's like that's where he's at right now, where yeah. he's leaning into like the Keanu. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's like it's amazing. Yeah. Um. So going through new, I, I actually so which which Toy Story was um the bear in that was Toy Story three. Toy Story, yeah. That's the other reason I don't like Toy Story three. You I don't, don't like the bear. I don't. I don't like him at all. He. I don't like him as a villain. I like, I never like, and maybe I would if I, again, I don't watch this movie because yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, because it wrecked you. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't, I didn't connect with him at all. And I like, at the end of the day, I do connect with Gabby and I, and I like was glad that she ended up uh, helping with, because she has yeah. pure motives. She necessarily goes around about them the, like the completely wrong way. <laughs> yeah. But then at the end of the day, it was Woody's choice to give that voice box to her. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's kind of a bummer, you know. He doesn't have a. There's a snake in my boot. He can't see that anymore. Um, but the 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 choice was his. Yeah, and he helped yeah, we, her. It was manipulated out of him, but yes, the choice was his. You're yes, right. Yes, yes. Um, but he uh, he at the end of the day, I think has found again going back to he's found his purpose in helping other people find their child. Yeah, and. I love the way that happened where he was like, he was so focused on Bonnie and getting back into the, the, and, and Forky of all people was like, Hey, come here, come watch this. This is the, the thing. And then it didn't happen. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I have to help her. Yeah. Like this is, I thought I was helping her. Yeah. Like, and it's interesting, like to, for him to go from that, like super hyper-focused, like I need to do like, this is my, my job. This is my job. This is my job. Mm-hmm. And then, by in doing that completely ignoring all of the toys around him his friends like you know buzz right. like bo peep like his her sheep like literally just like so focused on that one thing on that what he thought was his his deal that he ignored and 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 hurt all of the people around him yeah and then at the end of the movie by the end of the movie it's kind of it's shifted where it's like okay no bonnie's got people that are like gonna she's gonna be fine like yeah. she'll take care of her and buzz saying you know oh she'll be fine he's like i mean bonnie will be fine right you know i almost wish and i know that because it's i think it's probably because it's a kid's movie they need to be a little more apparent i wish they had just left it with she'll be fine and then Woody just knows yeah 
that is Bonnie. Yeah, that he's talking about. Yeah, and there is that moment where you're, where Woody's like, oh, well, you know, who's he, is he talking about? He, yeah, Bo Peep will be fine. You know, he's, he, he's like about to like, you know, oh, here I'm just gonna like pull up my boots and like let's do this. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, then then whenever Bonnie will be fine. Like it it worked. The turn worked. But it, I agree. Like the nuance in a in a movie, a movie geared toward like a, a, a uh, more mature age group. That's right. It would a hundred percent have been just left at like she'll be fine. Totally. And then you understand. And you would have like understand the subtext. Yeah. Um, the thing about like that that shift, it it happens so naturally that you're just like, oh yeah, of course he would make that shift. Right. And it's like, sure, he heard everybody around him, but it's like he thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, and I think it's more like he, again, it goes back to he found his actual real purpose. Like he naturally is helping people. Yeah. But. Whenever, like, he was so concentrated, hyper focused on trying to help Bonnie that he was missing all the people around him that needed help as well. Yeah, and he realized, oh yes, she already has someone to help who to help her. I'm going to help these other um, these other toys find their mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah, like, and that's that's so much. I mean, that's just like that's so much of a of a more noble purpose. And he they use the phrase like, "There's a more noble purpose than to." Um, I think be a uh, child's toy or, or to help, to, to help, help uh, yeah. be there for a yes. child. And, and think about like, you know, the fact that he's able to not only at this point, not just help one child, but help a lot of ch- children mm-hmm. because he knows that one child is also taken care of. Yeah. It's not like he abandoned her. Right. He, uh, decided to fulfill his own purpose by, um, helping even more children who wouldn't have these toys otherwise. That's right, and that the thing about like uh, Gabby, like that the the nuance in her character that, that was delivered through that performance. That's the one I was talking about before the spoilers. Was like, it's it, you get this like creepy vibe from her early yeah. on, and you're like, oh man, she's like super, you know being super manipulative. She like is trying to get his voice box, and but at the same time, like it's done in such a way as to not completely demonize her later on in the movie whenever right. something happens to her and you're like you feel bad for her. you feel sorry for her. you're like oh man yeah there was no i guess there, there was no line crossed where i'm like i don't want you to come back from this right you whereas know? like with with uh lotso. the bear lots of lots of hugging yeah. bear it's like there's totally you're just like oh man this bear needs to like yeah, be this, gone yeah I, I, just, I just don't care at a certain point where i'm like this bear and you know like, it's just evil exactly and so yeah so like props to the story and then also props to like that performance yeah. uh and and the way that that was delivered in such a nuanced way because like whenever she's sitting there talking to forky it's like you're like i can't it's it's incredibly hard for me to tell if you're like genuinely concerned or like you want to know this stuff because you want to know this stuff or if you want to know this stuff to get what you want so and it's maybe a little bit of column a a little bit of column b in reality yeah and so that's why that performance feels that way and it's it's so perfect for that character Uh, and i think like they did a good job like i mean that's a I, I like stories that keep me on the edge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going to happen? I legitimately did not know what was going to happen. Yeah. Like, I thought that I knew with her character yeah. specifically. It's like, but like, maybe not. Yeah. You know, like, at the end of the day, like, it's like, well, that wasn't quite how I would. That I, could, that I thought it was probably going to work out. Yeah. It's like, it can, it can go either way here. Um, and yeah, like, that, it, it's, and her character wasn't brought down to just that single twist, like yeah. or, or whatever, because she was more than that. Right. Well, and I also like the, the. This is the other thing I liked. Um, I think they were very intentional with the thing that she thought was her flaw, that that she got quote unquote fixed. That not only didn't um, didn't fulfill her what she thought was her purpose with this first girl. Mm-hmm. It. It's not what made the second girl like her either because her the second girl, like she didn't start off by pulling her thing. They rolled the ball over to her Mm -hmm. and then the girl pulled it. Mm -hmm. It's like the fact that she was broken, that wasn't really what what was keeping her from fulfilling her mission. Right. Well, I mean, in that whenever the girl found her, it's like it's because she was lost. Yep. And it's like you're lost like me. Is what she says, yep. and you're just like, oh my gosh, tears, crying, and then she you was know. so focused on her flaws yeah. that she was completely missing, yeah, her her purpose. Then the fact that she has something, in, you know, I have something in, in common with you know, yeah, with people. So yep. yeah, and that's uh, Christina Hendricks did a great job on that voice. I yeah. wanted to look at, and so she's from Mad Men and everything. So anyway, yeah. she's I, I mean, fantastic. I, I love that whole like uh, that whole idea of that antique store. Yeah, um, 
I mean, at first it was kind of creepy, but then like remember when you get up to like the the top and yeah. the sun shine through, it was like, oh, this oh, is actually so really cool. beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's another analogy for like some things just feel really dark and creepy, and and then you like you get another perspective on things. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is actually really beautiful. Right, and there were and it was constantly like there were people in there who were finding things that they were wanted, and so it's like there's there's this like oh man, it's like kind of this sad, dark uh, antique store, but then you have like life and fun and people who are enjoying things like the, even the girl who's like, Oh, I'm going to do the tea party thing here, yeah. or I'm going to take Woody out to the you know playground with me or whatever. Like that, that fun or whatever, like it still existed there. Yeah. It's just you, on the, on a surface, it looked like, Oh man, this is not a place that yeah. you want to be. I mean, it's, it's the whole don't judge a book by its cover thing, but I, it was just told in a different, like more, uh, creative way than Agreed. normal and more environmental way totally. that, like it wasn't on the nose ever like yeah. it was just like oh this just existed in the background in the setting yeah not necessarily in the actual narrative yeah it's very cool um i i love all the weird crazy stuff with like the, the stunts and the cat and like tr- you know that whole like yeah the whole everything they have to go through to get inside that case was amazing, and it, then the key thing. Yeah, I even love like every every main character had a a journey. Like even Duke Kaboom, like even yeah. a character that yeah, literally yeah. only played two pivotal moments. Right. You know, it's like he only was around in that movie for like two things. Yep. And he had a like a, a story, and he like ended in a, a like oh, I've I've finally dealt with my like emotional baggage right. and I've yeah, yeah. moved on I'm I'm Duke Kaboom now you know yeah, yeah. but became the person that he was meant to be so yeah. he was awesome yeah all right chris you ready to rate this thing i think so last thing i'll say that uh store looked completely real oh yeah like, totally I yeah, it, that was the moment where I was just like, "This is ridiculous." Is the insane. level of detail whenever they're running around Can't and there's the dust it. flying around, there's the spider like cobwebs that are ever, and you're just like, "Holy cow! How is this? How is this animation? Yeah, like it's amazing." So yeah, yeah. But I'm ready to rate this. All are right. you ready? To rate, what do you rate this, Chris? I'm gonna give this a nine. Nice. That is right where I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a solid nine. I almost went to nine point five, but I'm gonna go nine. Yeah. All right. Well, that's you've heard it here first. Maybe first, uh, no one else. No one else. We were the first no one people to see this, this movie. movie. Yeah, that's it. It's just us. What are we doing next week? We don't have next, week, next week. We don't have next week. Is going to be a topic. I mean, we of have some something. Sort. Yeah, we you know will. I mean. We will have a podcast, Chris. Yes. Um, but uh, next week we do not have uh, a movie review or anything like that. Um, but yeah, the week after that, though, our podcast will probably go up early. Yes, because okay, yeah, yeah. Here's Which I'm the, actually glad. Yeah. So uh, Spider-Man is far from home uh, because of 4th of July on Thursday yeah. is coming out two days early. Yeah. There are So there are midnight showings on uh, Monday night, which I am not doing. Dude, I'm not. Sorry. No sorry more, to our audience. No more. Aside from like a Star Wars movie, am I like super down with a midnight showing? On, or if it's on like a weekend. Yeah. Like, because even like, you know, these days, if something opens on a Friday, the midnight showing would technically be on a Thursday. That's right. So like, and I, oh, I have to work there. It's terrible on Friday. So yeah. anyway, I'm not starting off my week with a midnight showing. <laughs> a Monday. Yeah. Um. So we're going to go on Tuesday. Right. And we will review it on Tuesday, which is the, technically the actual opening day. Yeah. So you'll hear it that uh, you know late that night or early the next day on That's Wednesday. Good. So That's if good. you want to see it over Fourth of July weekend, you can check out our review first. That's right. Um, I am happy. I wonder when they moved it from because it was supposed to come out on the fourth, and I remember all the marketing was like the fourth, the fourth, fourth the yeah, fourth. Yeah. And then I don't know when it started being like oh July second, but I, I definitely remember seeing it like within the last month or so and been like oh. It's the second now. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm down I, with that. I didn't really realize that until like a week ago. Um, but again, I'm glad it happened because we were actually, we, at first we had talked about like, how are we going to review this? Yeah, I didn't think we probably were. We're not going on <laughs> 4th of July. So, yeah. You can find us online at sandtargetpodcast.com on social at chriswright250. And johnwright777. Still getting used to it. And at sandtargetpod. the social. You can uh, go to sandtargetpodcast.com. Always online. Uh, yeah, well, hang on, hang on. See, the, you saying that threw me off. I'm so, I'm so I was, sorry. I was fine until You were then. like, I've got the social thing down. Yeah, yeah, the social thing's fine. Uh, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.